Welcome to the Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. here on 1490 AM WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And And welcome welcome to to Biker Biker Life Radio. We're truly grateful and thankful that you joined us today. We have a fantastic show lined up just for you. So stay tuned as we get started. So Biker Life Radio is all about those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We will reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and the real life stories that help you discover your purpose, achieve true freedom, and define your destiny. All right, that sounds excellent, Dad. Let's go ahead, get the kickstands up, and rev this show on. Absolutely. So today's show is sponsored by Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you are ready to crank up the engines, put the chins to the wind and the knees to the breeze. All right, here we go. We're rolling on. Rolling on. So we did actually get out and do a little bit riding this past weekend. Do you want to talk about that? Fortunately, we actually did. We did actually get out. It's hard to believe because it has been raining endlessly for days, if not maybe weeks. Maybe a month or longer. It has been torrential every single day. It's just not normal for Florida to rain like that, for, for us to have rain ongoing like that. And the ground is just totally soaked. You can't even lawn the mow the lawns. And so it's really tough to, I mean, our, our lawn is actually real high right now. We should be getting violation letters Yeah, or we're, we're going to get some letters from the HOA, <laughs> no doubt. I'm waiting on that. So, but yeah, it's just, but that, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. When, when it rains for basically two weeks straight. Oh, it's probably, I think it's been six between the morning rains and the afternoon rains. It's not normal rainy season around here with the afternoon showers into the evening. It's been off and on all day long. So just the fact that we were able to find a glimpse of time to roll the motorcycles out and get on the road without it raining was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a real blessing. I actually needed to get out and ride. I just felt the need to to get on my bike and go. And it was great to be able to get out and do that. We just made a window. We just, just got out there and decided to do it and what i loved about the whole ride is i got to be in charge you love that (laughs) yeah i i got to be the front lead bike this time you know because it's just deb and i so we stop and we have to check our tire pressure because we haven't been out in a while we want to recommend that you be sure to check check your tire pressure often as well because that's one thing our mechanic gives on us or at least me (laughs) quite about is being sure that we check the tire pressure because it's going to make your tires last longer number one and it's also going to keep you safer while you're on the road so be sure to check your uh, tire pressure often Especially if your bike's been sitting in the, you know, the garage or wherever it sits for a while. Maybe it's sitting in your uh, living room. Yep. Well, (laughs) it could be on the back porch, on the lanai. There's all sorts of places to keep that precious piece of cargo so so there you go so anyway um we decided to pull over at a gas station and go ahead and get that checked out needed to fuel up check the tire pressures and boy deb's i've got to work on this yours is really hard to um to get to be able to get that rear tire full of air i've got to figure out something right with all the mechanisms around it and all the chrome covers and all that sort of stuff it's always a struggle and i noticed that but i really need
needed air. So I am so glad that you chose to do that with some of that hand signaling on the road. And, yeah, of you course. know, I was confused and still didn't know, but then I <laughs> realized where we were moving towards. So I go, okay, yeah. it must well, be the gas station. Well, I'm pointing at the front wheel and pointing at the gas tank and I'm pointing, turn up the road. Yeah, I don't know how more points. difficult to get in. Yeah, I know. Point here, point there, just figure it so out. So here's Deb. my favorite part about the whole ride. Uh-huh. This this is great. Are you gonna are you gonna pitch in and talk about the the? It's just it was a small ride. I mean, we went a little over fifty miles, but it we was, actually got out. So. It was small mileage wise, but we were really out for about an hour and a half after I looked at everything when we got back. So yeah, it was a nice ride. You know, good. most of the times it's about picking a destination to go to, and we had a little bit of conversation before that threw several things out into the air. But ultimately, we ended up nowhere. We just rode and rode back home. So we yep. thought it was a great afternoon. Because the whole thing was is that you wanted to go somewhere. That's what you said. You had yeah. something in mind. And all I wanted to do is was go ride. ride. I, I really didn't even want to go stop anywhere, even though I could go for something to eat because I'm always ready to eat. Absolutely. That's a biker <laughs> life, I think. That's right. So anyway, here, here's my favorite part. And then you can, you you know, because I'm taking over as always, right? No, right you know, I, yeah. I've always got these listeners that are saying, hey, oh, there was one last week. Somebody chimed in and said, oh, that was that one listener. What, what's his name? I don't Kevin? know. Kevin? Kevin. Yeah, yeah Kevin. He's, 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 he's texted something over during guy. the middle of the show and he says, something, oh, I thought you were going to uh, let Deb take control of the show or <laughs> something uh, smart ass like that. Anyway, well, yeah, that's I hope we can say that the on the radio. You can. All That's right. a good one. All right, thank goodness. So anyway, so I'll uh, uh, here we are. So we, we get back. We get back on the road, and I decide I'm going to take control. Yep. And I start heading which direction, Deb? East. And what's out east? Oh, thunder clouds! All that <laughs> rain we said we were missing. I just started to panic, and I'm riding, and I'm like, just be in the ride, be in the moment, no. as I know we're heading toward this really dark gray clouds. And that's not it. You can watch the rain raining out east it's kind of crazy i doubt that you just tried to kick back and accept the ride as it is yeah i really really find that a little bit hard to believe but i'll uh take you yeah i tried that's the key word tried okay i tried so here we are we're heading east right into the rain clouds that nobody wants to go in well i have a purpose of where i'm going and so we get out there and sure enough the place that i want to go is something that we want to check out that we can you know while we're out on the road it would be wise to go and take a look at things yep so as we go out there, and I apologize if I'm I'm like uh, my I'm having to pause in between these because I've got a sore throat, and maybe you can hear it. Uh, but I'm here for you, even though I'm suffering. Suffering, uh, no man. I am, I'm because, suffering. Make sure you feel sorry for Chuck again, okay? Because oh, yeah. you know, not only do I have to You're deal with Deb every sim- day, I've got to have to deal with this poor sore throat stuff. You're playing the sympathy card an awful lot these days, Chuck. Come on, buck it up, man. Let's well, go. Well, I, I just like people, you know, always saying to me, "Well, I hope you feel better." Now it's becoming commonplace, and I'm not sure why people are saying that all the time. So you're feeling great, and we were out east, and what happened when we got there? Let's get back to the story. Well, actually, it didn't rain. It was sprinkling. It was sprinkling. And so I felt it would pass. But you, you were like, no, we're not stopping. (laughs) I don't want to get wet. I don't want to be in the rain. And so, of course, you're encouraging us to go further, deeper in to where we see the rainstorms. And I'm like, no, let's not do that. No, there was no rains. I wouldn't go when I saw the rains up the road. Now, 
if we would have kept going straight out up on 64, if we would have kept going further east, hmm. I could see the rain up the road. But there was no rain in where we were going, and it would have probably taken five or ten minutes. No. And my thought was is all we really needed to do was just find a tree or something to park under until it passed. And that's what you did. And I'm out there in the sprinkles going, what are you doing, dude? And you said, oh, I found a tree to sit under while it passes. Okay, great. Love it. So that's when you got upset. She got out of bed, like, out of you know, shape. Yeah. So then we headed back, and that's the whole. Uh, uh, we did a event. roundabout way. So no, then I got to take over as lead rider. You, and did you take over, or I did I allow you no, to? Oh well, you. I took over. <laughs> dang it, that's what happened. I'm just kidding, guys. So uh, we head back into Ord Town, and we just kind of took some back roads, zigzagged around, saw a bunch of new construction and all sorts of stuff going on, and you know it was a good probably 50 if not 75 mile an hour ride but it was nice it was just a ride and by the time I got out riding I didn't want to go anywhere for anything either I just wanted to ride I was enjoying the time it was about time because when I when you took over I was like okay where is she going to take us because she had this Mm -hmm. destination in mind but sure enough she didn't really take us anywhere and we ended back at home and everything was good I surprised you yeah, you can it say was, that it doesn't happen often. Yeah, and it was funny because as I as I it's still in the garage all down the. I don't know if you noticed the driveway the other day. What all that mud that muddy. was on the back of my motorcycle tire was tracked down the, along the road as we pulled out. Yeah, and I think I saw some on the carpet in one of the rooms, too. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. Yep, so, yeah. so the rain hasn't been very kind to us. But anyway, that was a nice little break. So we did get out and we did ride, and uh, we intend on riding some more. Absolutely. Uh, we actually, um, last week, we were tended to ride. We were tended to be, uh, well, we did go to Stottlemyers. We did end up going to Stottlemyers. That was on Thursday yep. last week. And uh, again, it was that show was rain, <laughs> rained out. But... Uh, um, they invited us to come down anyway, so we went down to Stottlemyers. The band was excellent. It was we a got great to see brand. a lot of good people, you know, Ryan and Heather, and we yep. got to see Scott from uh, Harley Davidson, right. and, and Terry and, and Lori and, 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 and Mark. It was great to see them. <laughs> and of course, uh, West Coast Florida Riders and everybody yes. that was there, Chris and Lee. And so it was, it was nice. It was nice to hang out. And then we met a new guy. Uh oh. Yeah, we the always meet new, new people guy. out, right? We, do. we always yeah, try to make to friends because people. that's what we like to do. Well, we made some friends and not so good friends that night was a little <laughs> off and on. So well, uh, that yeah. would be friend. Yeah, <laughs> friend Boyd. Right. So we definitely have to mention Boyd. Boyd was awesome. Yeah, he, Boyd. You know, the one thing that's funny about us is we're not really big on asking others to move seats so the two of us can sit together. But from what you described to me is that Boyd actually made that offer when he knew there were two of us. And no, that I don't. That no. would be a pet peeve of mine that you okay. just mentioned, and yes. that's a whole no show. Okay. We'll do a whole show on that. Okay. No, but what happened was is I went up and I got our seats. So I sat down. We had three seats open. So I sat down so that left your seat right next to me. Yep. And then one f- over to the left. Okay. So what Boyd did is he just sat down right next to me. Oh. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in that approachable, you know. Yeah. So, but bad, what bad, I said, hey, I just spiker. had to turn to ask him and I just might, hey, do you mind? I would have my aspect of my wife and she was going to sit there. And he was really cool about it. He's like grumpy at first. He sort of threw me the bird, slipped up. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> but of course, you know, it was sort of, you know, you just got settled in. I didn't want him to get too settled in. Then that would have been harder. Yeah. Don't get comfortable, man, because I'm going to ask you to move over. Yeah. So he was real kind about that. And he actually, I would like to say that Boyd, what did I call him that night? He was was my he was your rock no he was my ground he your was ground keep, he yes, was keeping right. me grounded that night oh, because thank goodness. we did have quite a bit or we did yeah i can't say me yes it was it us. was we it involved us yes it involved chuck and deb 
cab. Of course. And uh, so we went up. We, we, you know, we went over. There was we waited for the band to stop playing so that we could go greet our friends and say hello to some people, and we left. Now, well, Deb and I, what? Uh, before we left. We made sure that we checked oh, yeah. in with the bartender and said, hey, we've got to go make you know, say hi to a few friends. So I want to let you know that we're going to take off, but we're here. We're not going anywhere. We're going to leave our drinks and a few things. So please just don't you know, let yeah. anyone take our seats. Basically, was just up. giving the bartender heads, heads up, up that, hey, we're leaving. We're going to go out and talk to some people. Exactly what I said to him. We're going to go out and talk to some people uh, while the band's on break. We'll be right back. I just wanted to let you know. Yep. And then we asked Boyd, hey, Boyd, could you keep an eye on the things here before we go? Now, one thing, I guess we had a miscommunication because... I thought you were going to take the money that was out on the bar. Well, yeah, it was and, it was several one dollar bills on a clip, and I figured as long as I put whatever I was drinking on top of that, that was very clear that we're there. Yeah, we're not but going who leaves money sitting around with a drink on top with stuff in it? I would think that that made sense. Well, you would think it wasn't but an empty it's bottle. It's money and money sitting around anyway. So, and yeah. it was more than a few dollars, by the way. So okay. it was a little bit more than that. Sure. Um, anyway, so there we go. We go out and greet everybody. Get to see some people. Had a good time. Good conversations, and we come back, and guess what? The money's gone. The drink. The, the money's gone. gone. Yeah, your drink is gone, which was about a full drink because you just got I that. I had just one. gotten it, right? And so we're like, "What in the world is going on?" Is that a WTF moment? Because yes. for me, it was well, yeah, it would be a WTF. Yeah, and, and boys like, "Oh man, I tried to catch him. I turned around, and it's gone." He said, "I couldn't even like begin to say S- say hey, stop or yeah, anything." Hey. So Boyd was cool about it. it was great, you know, not, no problem with Boyd whatsoever. Uh, but this bartender, who we're not going to really call out, we're just going to call. Call him Mr. T. Yes, Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. That's a good one. So Mr. T, I, I call Mr. T over, and it's hard to get Mr. T. Matter of fact, there was something that happened prior to Mr. T even coming over because uh, before, before <laughs> yes. we even left for the break, remember we right. asked, because Boyd was telling us about this great appetizer they had and said, this is what you should get because we're talking to Boyd. You know, hey, what do you recommend? Have you been here before? And he's a, he's a, he's a hangs out there quite often. Yep. And he was from the Inglewood area, so he actually drew, drove a little ways to come up there and check it out. I don't know. I think he said he stays kind of in that area, but he does he travel from. Truck. Yes, he okay. he does that for a living. And um, but he had been there a few times and definitely had a great food recommendation. You know, bikers' food. We all go together, so we uh, bring Mr. T over, and I'm going to call him T for Tasmanian. Well, well, hold, hold on, just a second. So, but before that, oh, that's right. Go T ahead. Tasmanian. I want to make sure we're talking boy. about he the same thing. He was around running that bar like a maniac, like he needed to count steps for a week on his Fitbit. But anyway. Well, he's probably trying to provide good service, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Fast service. Go ahead. Fast, maybe. So he came over. We asked about that appetizer, and he just quickly said no, turned around, and it's gone before you can even ask about anything else on the menu. So that was a little bit of a frustration. I'm like, dang, dude, I'm just, I'm trying to get you know, I'm trying to prov- uh, fi- find food here and do what we need to do. So it yeah, just, he that was, was the first very, off. Very, very, very short off. with this. Yes. It, I mean, there could have been another way. No, I'm sorry. That's not, not on the menu tonight. That's right. just something that's no, we're not carrying tonight. I apologize. Or I can go, like I think even Boyd said, or go see if we can, I can yeah. check to see if they'll be able to make that for you. Right. Or what I might recommend in its place would be this, you know, let, there's ways to serve but, in a whole better way. You know, but at the same time, cold. we always have to take a look at the other side. Sure. There's people, he's busy. He's probably, you know, we're, we're not his only customers, even though we might think we are. Nah. But we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back because you're going to want to hear the rest of, of this, this story. story. 
If you're looking to either sell or buy a home in the Bradenton North River area, contact Deb Bell to help make your dreams come true at Reynolds Realty. Call Deb Bell, 941-713-5035. That's 941-713-5035 or online at parishfl.com. For all of your real estate needs, call Deb Bell. This is Deb, and welcome back. We need to kind of wrap this up because, you know, we're going to be back out there tomorrow night, and I want to be sure that everybody has a good sense of a fun bike night that they're going to have for sure. So we just had a little bit of a less than desirable experience with Mr. T. Um, And again, I think the story there is we went to see our friends We returned, and I think at that point, everyone was saying, you know, well, what happened? Because Boyd couldn't catch him. He takes the money. He takes the drink. He takes, and we're like, oh, my gosh, now what? Go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, so if you're just joining us, uh, we're at... Stottlemyre Smokehouse having a for a here bike speaking. night that was scheduled but then was canceled because of rain and anyway, all sorts of so, stuff. Anyway, so we're at the bar. We decided to take a quick break and, and then we come back and our money and drinks gone. Even after we just told the bartender that we're going to go visit some people, we'll be right back. Right. So Boyd, again, he tells us, hey, I tried to do all I could. You know, before I turned around, it's gone with your drink and your money. So I call the bartender over and I say, hey, you, what happened to all the money, all the, the drink? And he just sort of stares at me. He goes, well, I didn't know. I thought you left. I thought you left. <laughs> now, <laughs> that he, he could have hit me in the face, okay? Yeah. Because that's the way it felt. It felt like I just got hit in the face because I just stood there no more than five, maybe ten minutes before right. and told the guy I was leaving and I would be right, right back. back. Okay. Yes. So that was like him hitting me in the face because it was a it was a lie. Right. And I don't like lies. No, that's okay? a pet peeve, another pet peeve. So, so we won't go there. That's when I said to him, I said, Hey, look, dude, I just got through telling you that we're we're gonna leave. Right. And he's just standing there speechless. Right. And all I could do was stare through his head, keeping myself on the other side of the bar because I'm a really nice guy <laughs> that just wants to jump over and strangle this well guy. i mean i just didn't understand it right. and and whole you know like you said we don't want we're not trying to throw a bad taste in anybody's mouth or, or say anything bad about what happens actually it was our responsibility right so what we're going to do is we're going to take responsibility for our end of things what we could have done differently was number one take the money i don't know if that would have changed things or made it worse you'd have probably still end up taking the the well, beer i could have taken my beer with me and that would again i'll and take then our seats would have been gone. We could have tilted the seats. We could have tried something different. I tilted Possibly. the seats. Oh, and I had stuff on mine. You had and stuff I thought on that yours that was with our backpack visibly. on it. That right. was another obvious telltale sign. Right. Uh, anyway. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to get real agitated all over again in case no. your listeners are hearing that. But <laughs> but it was, I would say, it was disappointing. However, the story does get better. It okay? does get better. Because, you know, as he owns up to what he just did. Right. I think he said, he said, well, what did he say? Something about the money back or something or or whatever. Next round's on me or whatever. No, he didn't say that, I don't think. He said something, well, uh, you know, I'll give you $18 or something. And and so what I did, he he took off again. Right. You know, and he's out doing his thing. Finally, I get him back to come over. I said, here's the deal. Go ahead and get her the drink that you took back. Get me a drink and we'll call it even. Yep. Okay. So guess what? I, sh- I actually, I said, okay, sales fair. I stuck my hand out, shook his hand. It's a deal. 
So it's all done. So I really shouldn't even all be standing here and crying and whining about no, it. Stop it, man. But it was just it. an event that took place. And it's just one of those things. I don't even know why we're sharing it with you guys. I don't know because the stuff happens in real life. But, you know, I do have to kudos I, to Boyd because yeah, Boyd was Because I, I guess that's that why that's coming out because back. that's yes. what I said to Boyd. I'm like, because Boyd's just sitting over there, nice, cool, calm. He's, He's cool relaxing. Cat. He's having a good time. He's enjoying the band. And I, I could see myself getting getting angry and yeah. then what did i do deb i went over the boyd i think i put my arm around him i go boyd you're my ground and i'm sorry for touching you but I, you're my ground did i say that to <laughs> <Yes>. him <laughs> i know you know because you know some people just aren't as comfortable with right. a touch like that or you and you don't know anybody it's a new person new that's friend right. and so it's like i'm sorry i'm touching you but boyd you're my ground and so, i'm like Thank so that's goodness. really th- what we're telling the story for is to really to tell you a little bit about how we you know boyd got the ground uh yeah. label or whatever he's the ground and he really did ground. He like took me out of it and we sort of discussed it and talked about it. We actually then, had a pretty philosophical talk after oh, that about life philosophies and things like that. So it was a really cool way to segment like, it. You know, just give us an idea of what that was about, some of those. Um, well, he was saying, you know, you can't let those type of things like ruffle you and you just got to let things fall off your shoulders and told a little bit about his background and what he currently does and the things that he sees. And, you know, the music just kind of is something that soothes his soul. And, you know, again, I just kind of had the opportunity to get to know him a little bit deeper because he shared some of his personal values and beliefs about things like that in life. And at our age, we just don't need to let that stuff ruffle our feathers. That's for darn sure. So he was definitely the ground. He's a fantastic guy. We look forward to seeing him again. So shout out to you, Boyd. Thanks for um, saving us from catastrophe. You saved me from (laughs) catastrophe because I would have had to ride home with him in that state of mind. That would not have been fun. So thank you, Well, anyway, it was all made right so mr t did good in fact deb i think he brought you another beer at the he end did, of the night at the very video. end i was getting ready to get up we were starting to say goodbye and next thing i know another beer pops down and i'm like okay i guess i gotta drink this one too now let me ask you something because i didn't think about this when we're leaving so i'm hoping that we didn't make a mistake there was no uh receipt on the paper clip was there no Okay. No, no receipt, just because money. So, so that was all taken care of. That I got to thinking done. about it after the clip. fact. Did we now leave and not pay for something we should have paid for, but it was all taken care of, it right? It was all taken care of, yes, as far as I'm aware. So All right. So all we want to good. encourage everybody, while we're here, uh, we're going to be out at Stottlemyers. At tomorrow. least that's the plan tomorrow night. Yes, because the <laughs> other big news is what we are waiting for is that phone call of excitement that he's coming, he's coming, I'm in labor hasn't happened yet so uh the doctor's appointment this week said okay who knows what's going to happen he's going to come whenever he wants to come but they did actually schedule the inducement of her labor on tuesday next week so if by chance he does not choose to arrive before then on tuesday we'll maybe get to see her wednesday i'll get to see our grandson alexander so i'm pretty stoked about that and i think you are too don't yeah, all right, I, all right. I'm ready to get, you know. It's been a long nine months. Yeah, tight. we're ready yeah. to meet him face to face and hug him. So that's going to be good. So we plan on being out there uh, Thursday night. It is, uh, you know, there is shower in the forecast, a rain yeah. in the forecast. I think a little bit smaller percentage, though, in the past week. So I'm hoping yes. that it will come early in the day, let it dry out, and we'll have a great event that evening on Thursday, tomorrow night. So be sure and come see us if you can. Yep, and, and maybe Boyd will be out there. Boyd, if you're listening, we'd love to see you see again, you. brother. That's right. 
So moving on, I just want to get back to the one thing that we talked about recently is, you know, we talk about the motorcycle mystique. And I think when I really think about the motorcycle mystique before I became a rider, I actually watched some of that motorcycle mystique happen to you as we started to ride with a group. Now, we've had friends that have now become friends over the years, but in the beginning, they were a little intimidated by you, Chuck. And again, I know you're laughing. I'm a very nice person. You are, absolutely. But it's just the mystique, I think. You know, we wore our motorcycle vests for a long time in the early days. And again, anyone ever wear a vest, they're a great tool for riding. They got lots of pockets and lots of things. Yep. And so there was a purpose about why we rode with our vests, but I think just the vests, just the fact that you're not a small, petite little guy, you know. There I'm was, not? No, you're not. But I'm no, no, I'm no skinny boy dude. You're no tiny baby dude. That was for specifically someone out there, by the way. Yes, a listener that is what, skinny boy dude? Is that what well, you call Well, that's what he goes by. I think that's his biker name. You're <laughs> <laughs> Slims. <laughs> Either that or second place. I can't really remember. Oh, He's got so many God. that he goes by. His his vest is plastered with all these nicknames. All these names. It just goes down yeah. the whole left side or right side, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. think I think one of his name is, is nickname. Nickname. <laughs> That's a little crazy. Whatever. So, I'm not so, that funny. You know, kind of going back to that concept about though. motorcycle mystique is that, you know, it is. It's a mystery that everybody has a little bit of a different perception of who and what a biker is. And, you know, how did that make you feel when people, because they shared very openly, oh, I was intimidated by you at first, or I'm so glad that, you know, we're friends now because I didn't know what to think about you in the beginning. So, I mean, did that impact you at all with that motorcycle mystique? It's exactly what I wanted them to think. Okay. And, but then you let (laughs) your guard down. I know. Look at you laughing over there. Goodness gracious. I don't think so. It's just, it's who you are. And just that power as you've been told that just kind of resonates with you and you know it just is who you are but people sometimes perceive and or their outward appearance of what they see makes up their mind of what they believe is true and it may not always be accurate well you're exactly right and that's excuse me i hope my voice is sounding right you're I'm sounding feeling, sexy I, baby I, <laughs> i'm sounding sexy well i am drinking throat coat in my sturgis motorcycle classic coffee cup so right. i would rather have something a little bit more potent in it but i do need to make sure that i do sound sexy for everyone sound out there sexy. well not sexy actually i don't want to sound sexy because this is a motorcycle that's right show. you're a badass biker that's dude right. so how so did that motorcycle mystique coat. impact you mr throat coat uh well you know, it's, it goes back to, you know, part of the reason we founded this show and decided to get this show started is because we what we found is that people have a lot of dis, uh, a lot of different misconceptions about bikers and the biker community and everything that's out there. And it's mostly based on what they've seen in the movies and that kind of thing. Right. But they really don't know all the good that motorcyclists do. And really, there might be that small 1% out there that might be doing whatever 1%ers do. Okay? So... What what it's also what basically what it really is doing is you're judging somebody before you know them, right. and we all do that. That's just something part of what people do, I believe, naturally. You know, because you've always got to check out your situation, your surroundings, or at least you need to be. Because I don't know what we were watching the other day. Oh, we were that the officer that we had was talking about uh, how to watch your surroundings and all that stuff. So right. we had a little educational seminar that we were at where this uh, this deputy, deputy yep. was telling us about being observant of about all, the, and he's the one that actually said this. So I think. 
think I might be still in his words. Yeah, I think he okay. said because we all judge people. Right. Yeah, and so I might be still in his words and not even knowing it. But but everybody looks at somebody and they 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 need to sort of I don't know if sizing up somebody is the right word or have a, a perception in we their own make mind sense of it. I think, you know, we just have to make sense of it for our own mind so that we can. It's that fight or flight kind of a thing. So do I embrace where I'm at or what's going on or do I just kind of put my guard up and be a little hesitant? And, so. and let's let's be honest. I mean, for one thing, when people meet me or see me, I don't say a lot. No, you're a pretty quiet guy. I don't say a lot. I'll smile and I'll laugh a lot. But in between all that, I've just got maybe I might look like I have a frown on my face, maybe. Or I'm trying to look harsh or something. So you've got to look at the other side of it. So if I'm not saying anything, because I am pretty quiet. If you don't know me, until you get to know me, well, then then I don't really say a whole lot. But, But maybe when you get to know me, I talk a little bit more. But... It does take me a little while to warm up to people, so I could be perceived a certain way, and that could be my fault as well. So it could be the way that I'm carrying myself, and I'm not being friendly enough. Sure. So, but I guess what you're talking about is uh, how you know at least one or two of our friends or somebody that we know is says, "Oh yeah, I remember the first time I saw you. I thought you were one of those badass biker dudes or something like that, right? Yeah. Is that the exact words? I think close to the words that were used. And what they what and then and then it goes on because you know that's the first time that I've ever heard this, and I've that's happened a couple of times, like you say. Right. And so. But it's followed by something. Yeah. So, but then what I found out was you're just a great big, big teddy, teddy bear, bear. right? <laughs> so I love hearing that. And so the, all of us is that way. So, you know, you don't want to, you know, there the old saying goes, don't read a book by its cover. Right. Or read a book by its cover. I don't know. Maybe and read a cover to cover or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of book, we'll come back to that, right? Yep. So, you know, we all do it. And so I don't have a problem with it. But our, our whole idea is here is to expose that maybe what you see, what you believe is not necessarily true. Right. And we've got a segment that's going to come up here in just a minute that's going to show you and talk to you about some of the good that bikers do. They okay. are a great group of people that really have a big heart and really embrace charities in many different ways and want to share and give back to the community. So did you have anything that you wanted to follow up on with this that you asked me about that you got started? Because we got to take off to a uh, break here No, I just, I, I wanted to address, we talk about that in our opening about the motorcycle mystique and it's really, it's real life happened to you. So I just wanted you to share okay. a little bit about that mystique with our listeners because, you know, I know many of the listeners, especially if they're not a rider, probably have a mystique in mind about about motorcyclists or bikers in that term. So I just wanted to kind of talk about it. That's all. Okay, so come right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to tell you some of the good things that motorcyclists do, and we're going to diminish the motorcycle mystique. Mystique. Stay tuned. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898. Or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276. Or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information. 
All right. Welcome back. We're so grateful and thankful that you're still tuning in. We really appreciate that. All right. We left and we talked about how we were going to give you some information on bikers doing good. That's a segment that we do as often as we can on the show. And just real quickly, uh, there was a, um, a bike event that took place in Utah. And it was for 145 fallen officers. And it was the ride. Well, that was the name of it. It was the Ride for Falling Officers. Mm. And it was, uh, it's, it's actually an annual event. So it's held every year. Okay. And it's a way to remember all the falling officers that have passed on and to raise money to maintain a memorial located at the Utah uh, State Capitol and to provide immediate relief for falling officers and their families. Okay. So what it did is it brought uh, people together from all walks of life, all coming together for a common good uh, and and having, you know, a charitable mindset and an honorable uh, attitude in mind. And they were there to celebrate and appreciate these great men and women who actually gave their lives in service for others. And so, you know, I took a look at the video, and the video had it was, there's four lanes, guys, mm. four lanes of bikers. Now, of course, the the law enforcement took off. They headed it up at first, and they had a they had a pretty big entourage. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you followed up with the the bikers that were there to support the fallen officers. Yeah. There were four lanes staggered. Two stack two there was there's a formation in one lane and another formation in another lane. So it's like four wow. wide. Wow. It was just too cool. And this went been. on. The video played, I think, like for nine minutes. I think. I think. Wow. And so that tells you there was thousands of bikers out supporting uh, this event. Right. And there were thousands of citizens lined up along the streets supporting those bikers. So it really was a great tribute for our law enforcement officers. And there you go, people. That's the biker community out giving back, appreciating the law enforcement, because we appreciate the amazing men and women of law enforcement for all they do for our community. So that's just uh, something you need to know about. So so shout and, out to Bikers Doing Good, because go. that is a true representation Keep on of doing that. good, Bikers. And we're going to have more of that coming. We're working on some things ourselves, because the biker community is a fantastic, charitable community that really does a lot for your community, whether you know it or not. And, and those that are in the community, you know it. Absolutely. And you'll want to be sure and stay tuned because we were invited to an event next month, which we will be sure and give everyone lots of heads up for. It's a great tra- charitable event, and they're gonna we're going to be sure and make sure that we announce it. I want to move on quickly now to Moto in the News. Moto. We've been talking a lot about the live wire, which is kind of getting all of the attention in the electric motorcycle world. But there was an announcement this past week in a 3dprintingindustry.com magazine. And there is a brand new, a couple years old, not necessarily brand new, but a motorcycle company called Curtis Motorcycle Company. And they're unveiling the Zeus 8 which is an electric motorcycle that will be hitting the market next year, 2020. What's cool I was about that say, what's, particular? What's, what's, because you know you're doing 3D. Some, th- go ahead. Yeah, Sounds they, interesting. they actually are using 3D printed parts. What? 
And if you go out and look at it at all, I'll give you the website when we're all said and done. But this is actually considered to be a naked hot rod. And uh, when I tell you a little bit about the construction, that'll make all sorts of sense. Okay, because I'm curious. I like that word. <laughs> naked? Yeah. I, well, <laughs> Easy okay. does it. All right. Simmer down over there, big guy. Um, so the Curtis Motorcycle Company was founded in 2018. And their mission is to create sustainable, desirable, integrated, green and clean, mean motorcycle machines. Okay. Woo, okay. So a um, little bit of the detail is their frame for this motorcycle is going to be a mixture of titanium and uh, chrome tubular as well as some aluminum. So again, they're trying to keep it as lightweight as possible. It's going to have a 62-inch wheelbase, ground clearance of 9.5 inches, and a seat height of 27.5 inches with a peak output in the engine of 217 horsepower. (laughs) So it's load to the road is what it sounds like. Yes. And it's and sleek it's and it's a little bit long and it's going to go like crazy. Oh, but here's man. here's the real thing of it all. So it's modestly priced, they say, at $75,000. <laughs> modestly priced. Well, that's no problem. Sure. Yeah. Let's get two live wires and another motorcycle in the garage. Well, for they're that the ones price. that have got to send it to us so that we can do a review on it anyway. Absolutely. So. We have to do a test ride for them. So We'll need that one for months, I think. Yes. I, I, I agree. I didn't really have the opportunity to read much in the way their their website's pretty stripped down clean looking um so i didn't really get an opportunity to read much about its charging and do you know really any comparisons with the live wire which i think it has none to compare with the live wire totally different animal totally different breed but i thought that was really impressive to read because it just popped out in the news last week this information about curtis motorcycle company and you can find them at curtis motorcycles.com if you'd like to learn more very interesting so they actually used a 3d printer to make the parts yes yeah, some which, of them they said yes using a 3d 3d printed parts now they didn't tell us which ones so, but see you know that sounds a little bit different when you because it's not a 3d printer as in paper they just have a 3d machine that cuts out the metals or whatever right. i forget there's a special machine that a that's cnc called. machine there you go how like i know that. that i'll never share but isn't that the same i mean why would it why would they say it's a printer yeah i'm 3D not sure printer I don't know. I don't know if the normal so CNCs they, are maybe linear. Maybe they use and 3D technology or something? Could possibly be. I'm not quite sure. That's I guess we just need to keep to educate That's us, or right. maybe keep one of our learning. listeners will tell us what that really means. <laughs> maybe. Quite <laughs> we interesting, thought it was cool though. info, cool moto in the news stuff to share. So it, there you go. Mike sounds cool. I haven't seen the picture, but uh, I would sure like to be able to do that. Maybe we could put that up on our page or sure, something. Sure, we'll put that. I'll definitely right, do that you know, because it is kind of a it, wide so. open, low riding, long looking, just very raw, naked as they described it. I would agree. Oh, it's but pretty now what naked. was the reason? Oh, okay. Because all the descriptions you gave was why it's naked. Yeah, it doesn't really, everything's not enclosed in this and it's just got a single solo seat and uh the, you'll see once we post the picture it's pretty naked so compared right. to most motorcycles sounds good yep. what else you got anything right now that's what i have that? is moto in the news did you have anything to add to that one i actually did which i thought was pretty cool i stumbled across this that harley davidson actually submitted a patent to, uh which was published on august 15th that indicates that it's going to develop a group riding based control 
cruise control. I'm sorry, I lost the main route. Huh, main route. Cruise control for yep, group, group riding. Riding based cruise control. So huh. you know how these days, like, and we haven't probably been in a new car. I don't think yours does it, but there's certain cruise controls out there where you can set it on cruise control, and it'll actually. Uh, Slow it, and speed slow up down. and all that stuff. Yes, yep, my car well, does that. Uh, oh, it does? Way. Yeah, it does. Okay. And when it gets too close to the one in front of it, it beep, okay. beep, 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 or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it stuff. appears that Harley-Davidson's taken a unique approach towards this adaptive cruise control uh, to keep its riding group aspect at the top of what they do. And what I mean by that is, you know, Harley-Davidson, when you go with Hog, Harley Owners Group, right. they ride in groups quite a bit. Correct. And that's what a lot of Harley owners do is we, you know, there's a lot of us that are lone wolf, wolves out there, uh-huh. uh, but there's also a lot of us that ride in groups. There's actually, and so that's what they're setting this up for to, uh, they're actually looking down the road, if you can believe it or not, to actually get more customers who might be leaning toward that so that, you know, they have a, a feature that they could offer to them on their bikes in order to help them ride in a group. I think that's pretty phenomenal because so many times you see a new motorcyclist that's really excited, goes out and buys a new motorcycle, and then, you know, six months later, a year later, it's available for sale with 3,000 miles on it. And what that tells me is that probably it did not become part of their lifestyle. And it's hard for that to be the case if you're a new rider and, and or in a new location and out wanting to do that lone wolf thing. It's it's really easiest. And I recommend to a lot of the people that I talk to, you know, go learn in a group, go ride with a group figure out some of the lays of the land and then you can make new friends either ride as a separate group moving forward or you know go out and venture on your own so it really does create kind of that lifestyle so i think you're right harley davidson and or the harley owners group is really forward thinking for riders and really keeping people more connected to their motorcycle once they buy it i think that's a well, cool i thing. think harley uh, the hog chapter is basically or hog is basically like a marketing arm of harley is one yes. way to look at it right so uh yeah and that's interesting so you know They've got this adaptive cruise control. And excuse me, again, my throat's bothering me a little bit. So the system not only detects the vehicle it had, but it can also detect when there's another vehicle or more than one vehicle in the lane for the group riding situation. So here's sort of how it works. It adjusts the speed uh, to the vehicle that's in front of you in order to maintain a certain speed. Okay, so and what you could do is they they actually I guess it actually uses like radar or laser or camera can use all these things. Um, But what it does is the rider actually can set the space. So that big argument that Jim used to get into with everybody. (laughs) Always a conversation. Two second rule. (laughs) Right. Is it the two second rule? You know, so and that's what I was going to ask. Maybe that argument could be settled, but there's going to be a way apparently that you can space yourself. And here's the really, really cool thing about it. I want to make sure I go try to get everything here um but the really cool thing about it is you can link motorcycles so the motorcycle in front of you could be linked to another one so you're all convoyed or linked in or chained chained. in yeah you're chained in you're Uh linked in and so you could actually hook it on the main lead bike and so when the lead bike moves the rest of them move and then it 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 all it's all in tune and so if you're passing a car and you go around a car well you're going to be notified bike or your your bike's going to take the appropriate action to be able to do that so it's really going to be a cool feature especially you know riding in groups obviously right and then you'll have a motorcycle like us in the middle maybe that doesn't have the ability to link and then that throws it all out of whack there's a lot of questions that that kind of raises for me 
but go ahead, finish yeah, it up. Yeah, so it just locks onto a designated motorcycle in a, dis, uh, a staggered formation. Excuse me a second. Go ahead and talk as my throat Okay, here. and that's kind of cool. The one thing for group riding for me that's really a huge pet peeve is that person that leaves that big gap, which then creates kind of an unsafe right. riding environment for a group. So I would hope that this adaptive tool doesn't give that person that's a little bit more uh, reserved in their riding style the ability to adjust it that way so again you know just i'd uh, i start to get intrigued and learn a little bit more and go ahead well i think that's a, basically about it and my voice is about giving up so it's a good thing we're running toward the end of the show here <laughs> but I, th- I think that about covers it uh ducati apparently has something coming out uh as well in 2020 that's going to be a featured often on their bikes so this is a uh, a technology that has moved moved from automobiles that's now moving toward motorcycles. And apparently there's a company called Bosch out there, which supplies the vast majority of the electronics to the world's uh, motorcycle makers. And it's developing uh, an uh, off-the-shelf system of its own that manufactures uh, for its manufacturer's clients. So Cool. So you'll be able to, you know, ad- adopt that into and it'll actually configure. So so coming down uh-huh. the road, there's going to be some things that you might be able to add to your bike is what it sounds like. And technology just keeps getting better and better and better. Right. So now you got to think about how Harley's going to integrate with with their GPS system and all the, the things that they have on there. Sure. And so now just that I've got some facts out and you might want to research it on your own, but that's just with a little bit of research that I had at first. When I, when I see this, when I saw the headline and it was talking about, you know, you've got this group riding base control, I'm thinking, no, that just doesn't sound like fun. It just, <laughs> you know, no, I'm not, I'm not going to use that because number one, I like to, you know, do my own thing. Right. And, but as I read more about it and I got to thinking about it, it's going to work perfect for, uh, particularly on, uh, long and uh, straight roads. So, right. you know, just imagine like when we're riding our groups, like when we're going up north, mm-hmm. you know, we're just sitting on there a highway. That would be a great way. Perfect. I mean, I know most of those guys put it on cruise control anyway. Right. The nice about this thing is going to be an adaptive cruise control. And one of the things that I failed to mention is that Harley actually came up with an invention last year that uh, automatically applies brake braking. Huh, that's pretty So you cool. know where this is going. One day, you're just going to be able to get on the bike and ride. Here's the cool thing I was, I was thinking. They might be able to develop it in such a way that it becomes a safer motorcycle to help you avoid accidents in the future. Great so thought. there might be some technology coming. I'm sure there is down the road sure. that's going to be developed. To where it's going to help you actually maybe avoid accidents and things like that. Right. I mean, with what's going on and what's out there these days, it's a, it's amazing. It blows my mind. It is amazing. And so, you know, for me, the one thing, and I'm glad you mentioned that highway because I kept thinking the back roads, you know, sometimes target fixation is one of those things that we really right. struggle with. And if I now am kind of a hands off my motorcycle in that group riding aspect, would it lend itself, especially in those, you know, quieter, lower paced, an opportunity? opportunity maybe to have more of that target fixation happen but i think the highway you're right those long trips on the highway in a group that's the perfect place for something and, like and that can, ima- like can that. you imagine this this huge Pack. formation of these bikes like
like yeah, the pack, that pack just going down and they're all moving in unison. Right. It's just will be too cool and a sight to see. So it will. So there you go. There's some news we've got to cut out real quick. We'll be right back. Stay tuned because we've got what next, Deb? We've got some great stuff coming with uh tips from Rider Coach Deb. All right. You want to stay tuned for Rider Coach Deb. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chuck with the Chuck and Deb Show. If you'd like to be a sponsor on our show, please contact us at 216-7625. That's 216-ROCK. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. If you're looking to either sell or buy a home in the Bradenton North River area, contact Deb Bell to help make your dreams come true at Reynolds Realty. Call Deb Bell, 941-713-5035. That's 941-713-5035 or online at parishfl.com. For all of your real estate needs, call Deb Bell. Right, we are back. Thanks for staying tuned. We appreciate that. Staying tuned, that is. Yes, staying tuned. All right, tuned. real quick, Deb. You know, we got a message the other day from Becky, and Becky wanted to know what kind of bikes we ride. Wow. Well, that's a great. Thanks, Becky, for asking that question. We are actually both Harley Davidson riders, and the my favorite. I'll just kind of kick that that start kick start that. And uh, my favorite right now is I call him Bourbon, and Bourbon is an 07 Springer Softail uh, CVO, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's got a nice center of gravity, and I love riding Bourbon. Little stretched, but I so I've got to make some adjustments personally, but. I love bourbon. What do you ride, Chuck? I ride an 04 Harley uh, Dyna White Glide. Yep. And so what's uh, your, do you have a motorcycle name? Yep. Thumper. Thumper. That's my thumper. Yep. I so, also call it Thumper the Mighty Machine. That, because Thumper is. is the Mighty Machine. <laughs> and then we also have a Sporty as well. It's a 1997 Sporty. And we have an 03 Anniversary Edition Softail Standard. And so that's, I've done lots of good riding on that one too. So that I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I just cannot ride Thumper. That's just, all there is to it. Yeah, you can't. Oh, the only reason you can't ride thumpers is because the clutch is too the tight. The clutch is tight. All Goodness right, Deb. Gracious. So let's turn it over and get started with Rider Coach Deb. All right. So today we're going to talk about tips from the road with Rider Coach Deb. And for those who may not know, I am actually a Motorcycle Safety Foundation State of Florida certified rider coach. And I do teach for Harley Davidson currently with Rossiter's Harley Davidson. So if you're looking Shout to learn out. how to ride, be sure and reach out to Rossiter's Holly Davidson. Uh, they're a great, uh, obviously a great dealership, but also have a great program, great school. And I'm honored to be able to be and, called and it, one of their Deb, coaches. Let me say, it doesn't matter where you're located. No matter where you are in the world, you can fly here, stay fly the night. We'll show you around. If if you come out of town just to take one of Deb's classes, we'll figure out a way to show you the town. Absolutely. We'll take you for a ride, show you everything you want. So actually, I have a friend that's in Canada, and she said when she's ready to learn, she wants to learn how to ride, she's going to come come on down to our local area in Florida and learn how to ride from Deb. So I All think right. that's pretty cool. Get on so with it. today I want to talk about turns and curves. Those can, uh, you know, I've read a lot of posts on Facebook in some of the women's groups and, you know, women that are newer riders, that's one of their little apprehensions is turns and curves for the first time. And so obviously most of us go to destinations for 
riding that are in the mountain areas because it's absolutely beautiful. Something different than straight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so absolutely, it can be intimidating. You're not quite sure. Then the rain kicks in. Well, in a riding world, you know, one thing for turns that they talk about or I talk about too as a rider coach is the concept of slow look, press and roll. And so you're slowing as you get into the turn, you're looking where you want to go. And that could be a whole nother conversation all day long. And then as you're in the cornering and that curve, you're pressing and rolling on. So you're throttling on through that curve. And and that's the coolest part, I think. But one tricky component to stopping is stopping in a curve and again if you're pressing and rolling on through that curve and all of a sudden an animal comes out or there's something in the roadway that could be dangerous and you'll need to swerve and or make a choice to stop that's always a little bit of a tricky situation to kind of maneuver through so I wanted to be sure we talked about it because as a rider, you've got two choices at that point. You can gradually slow and stop while you're in the curve, or if you need to stop a little more quickly, you can choose to straighten up the motorcycle and apply both brakes quickly and stop more fast. Uh, that's not good language, but you know, you get what I'm saying. You can stop more quickly if you straighten the motorcycle up. So how does that all happen? You know, because again, most of us are concerned with that handlebar turned, how that motorcycle may actually fall over. Well, that's what I'm asking right now, because you're telling me that if I'm on a curve and something happens that I should apply both brakes gradually very gently so that's the key if you're in that curve is very gently slowly applying more pressure to come to a stop in the curve because you're you're probably going to cover this because the front brake's going to do something isn't it well no not necessarily it could if too much pressure is applied it could front brake from what i understand and i'd have to yeah anyway go go. ahead you're the rider coach no let's (laughs) just finish your deal so those are the two options really is to gradually slow in the curve and it is a very gradual stopping process and like i said if it's immediate if all of a sudden something darts out then the easiest quickest way to stop in that turn or curve is to straighten that motorcycle and apply both brakes with the same amount of pressure as quickly as you can Did you have anything to add or want to talk about that at all? So I just wanted to be sure and bring that up um, from Rider Coach Deb because curves are something in our summer months and our fall months. Um, We look forward to that type of riding and a little bit of a cooler weather and getting up in those mountainous areas. And that's something that can be a little bit more tricky. And again, I hear some of the newer riders a little bit concerned about that, how to stop if this happens while you're in a curve. And so I just wanted to be sure and talk about that. Okay, so go over it again. It's slow. Well, as you're going into the turn, it's slow, look, press, and roll. Slow, look, press, press, and and roll. roll. What's the press? Um, You're pressing on your hand grips and or your foot pegs in order to lean that motorcycle into the curve. So that's your pressing in the direction in which you want to go. Now, is the slow, the very first one, is that a requirement? Well, <laughs> you can you need to get the motorcycle to a speed that you're comfortable going into the curve. So if you don't need to slow, then just roll. Roll. Can you roll all the way through it? Oh, actually, gosh, there's you a, can. a yeah, certain you can feel to it. it. You know, there is a feel me. to it. Yeah, but there's I do too. Because a lot of times I, I actually roll into it. Yeah, I know you do. We we roll really different when it yeah, comes to that. Do. I slow. Look, I get my comfort entry speed that I'm really happy with. And then when I'm there, I'm comfortable and I'm rolling, I'm going. Yeah. 
Yep. So everybody has a different way, but that's a a, a teaching tip from Coach Deb. So I wanted to make sure we did uh, writer Coach Deb stuff today. And uh, moving on from there, I wanted to talk about a little bit of history. And this segment is history in the making for this week. So one of the great history tips I found came from Harley Davidson back in 2009. This was kind of new to me. It's a history tip. It's a well, it's a history lesson. All I right, guess. so something on history. Uh, something this on day history, in history. history for motorcycling. All right, yep, absolutely. So Harley Davidson introduced a motorcycle called the Crossbones Softail. Now, I don't know that I've ever heard that word before. I may have heard someone call their motorcycle a crossbones, but I didn't really know what that meant. And this is actually Harley Davidson's version of what they called a Bob Factory Custom. Again, 10 years ago, 2009, they introduced this. Now, you if you see a picture of it, it may look familiar because it has this wide sweeping vintage handlebars. It has a black spoked wheel and headlamp shell. So that black look, kind of a little bit of a blacked out look. Uh, spring single saddle seat. So hmm. where would you think that in history we've seen that saddle seat? Some of the old bobber styles from the old war days. So it has a semi-circular footboard, not called a footrest. A footboard. Footboard, right? I think they still called that. They are. And then um, pre-war authentic bobber look. So it had that unique pre-war look to them that had a Springer front-end suspension and a soft tail rear suspension. So Mm. kind of a little bit of a hybrid of a couple of different things. And it was equipped with their twin cam 1584cc, which gave it plenty of power to get it up and going. Kind of a raw motorcycle bike as well. But I thought that was a cool thing in history to make sure that we talked about cool. before we wrap it all up. Sounds great. Well, good job on all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll have to find out what it's going to be like to slow into a curve. Slow look, press and roll. You might want to give it a shot. And the you look thing is one. a big one. It's a huge I think, one. I think, Again, the big, I think out of that whole that. thing, the look thing is huge. Well, we'll talk about You look behind look. you, right? That's when no. you're... No. <laughs> yes, not. That's not where you look. We'll talk about looking, riding, all that stuff, because it is a very important aspect of motorcycle. So I think early on you had mentioned that we had um, yeah, we met someone that we were reading a book. Really? Oh, yeah. We've, we're not going to give you the name of the book. I just finished it over this last weekend, thanks to the rain. Yes, thank you. Thank <laughs> so I was able to plow through it. I started reading this book, and I couldn't put it down. As much as I tried, I would have to take little <laughs> breaks. So I'd set the book down, and then I'd come right back down to it. But we're going to get the author of this book on with us. We're going to be scheduling the time real soon. And you're going to want to stay tuned, and you're going to want to hear this interview because this gentleman's got a lot of information he can share with you, and he's he's written a book that's in, that's fiction, but it is a very very good book, and we want to make sure that we turn our audience onto it because it's about motorcycling and it's about actually being in an MC. Yes. So um, I'm going to save some of the things that I have to say about it till we have the interview because it's had a ma- had a major impact on me yes. as I think it will you too. So uh, stay tuned. That's coming, and we have some other friends of ours uh, that are also that we're going to schedule to interview with them. So we've got some great great. Great people Great that biker you're life people to bring That's to right. you that do it all in a very different way. So stay so tuned with that. We want to be sure that you stay tuned. And if you subscribe, you will be sure that you never miss 
any of our episodes. And so to wrap things up, we want to thank you for joining us today. Be sure and follow the Chuck and Deb show on Facebook and join the Biker Life group. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and listen to the Chuck and Deb show on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so that you do not miss a show and visit us on chuckanddebshow.com and Deb. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening and being tuned in. You've been listening to the Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us next week. If you're looking to either sell or buy a home in the Bradenton North River area, contact Deb Bell to help make your dreams come true at Reynolds Realty. Call Deb Bell. 941-713-5035. That's 941-713-5035 or online at parishfl.com. For all of your real estate needs, call Deb Bell. Hi, this is Chuck with the Chuck and Deb Show. If you'd like to be a sponsor on our show, please contact us at 216-7625. That's 216-ROCK. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Chuck and Deb Show, as featured on 1490 WWPR AM. Visit them online at chuckanddebshow.com.